Greetings. I'm Matt Matthews, one of the pastors here at First Pres in Champaign, and I'm happy to welcome you to our media ministry. Join us in person. We're located at the intersection of Church and State Streets, adjacent to Westside Park in downtown Champaign. Our traditional worship service is at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and on most of those Sundays, we offer French translation. Our contemporary services on Sunday begin at 11.15 a.m. When you come to First Pres, what you'll find, what I hope you'll find, is a community of people who support each other and who are passionate about making a difference in our community and beyond. You'll find relevant teaching for children and adults. We have at least a dozen Bible studies in small groups, including pickleball, that's right, pickleball, adult choir, a bell choir for all comers, and other programs and events designed to grow your faith and give you and me opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in. Help us to pray as you'll find the prayer in your bulletin. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. You alone, O Lord, are holy. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. Alleluia. Holy God, open your word to us as we read it now and as we've heard it already. Uh, be in our heads and our hearts as we preach. And help us, great God, to live your word in this world, for we ask it in the name of your living word, the Christ, and we ask it in the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. As they migrated from the east, they came upon a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there, and they said to one another, "'Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly.'" And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we shall be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which mortals had built. And the Lord said, Look, they are one people. And they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. Nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language there so that they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord gathered them abroad from there over the face of the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore, it was called Babel. Because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The sermon title uh, this morning comes from Oscar de Mejos' retelling of this story, a collection of a Jewish midrash called, Does God Have a Big Toe? And I'll be concluding with uh, his retelling of the story, which, which makes the sermon really, I think, quite a delight. A perfect prelude to a morning brunch. <clears throat> As Samantha pointed out, we do have questions about faith. 
Christians do, Jews do, Muslims do, people do. We are people of questions, and we're naturally curious. And curiosity and questions are good things. How did God create the cosmos? What was before the cosmos? If God used the raw materials of the cosmos to create the cosmos, how did those raw materials get there? Why do bad things happen to good people? Joe asked that. How does prayer work? If God is all-powerful, how free is human free will? How is God three in one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer, Can God hear us all talking and thinking at once? So many good questions. So many good questions. But not all questions, as Samantha pointed out, can be answered in satisfying ways. We're often left with just wonder and awe. We're often left with deeper questions. And the cut and dried answers we seek are sometimes Well, they don't appear, do they? Job wanted answers. The book of Job is all about his his righteous suffering. And at the end, when God would give him the answers, God just gave him more questions. And Jesus, when he was asked, when he was asked questions, he would often respond to the questions with a story. Perhaps not what the disciples expected. Certainly not us modern-day disciples who have engineering degrees and want simple answers. God is much bigger than our questions, and we won't be able to answer those questions, like how God is so much bigger and beyond us, and yet God is here. How so much uh, the fact is God is other, and yet God is with us mystery. We often don't handle mystery very well. Here in our passage from Genesis, we have our ancestors' answer to the question, why do we have so many different languages and cultures? If we are created from one mother and father, Adam and the very beautiful Eve, why is it that peoples of the world are so scattered, so various in tastes, so talkative in different tongues? Why is it that our mothers have so many different recipes in their cookbooks? The answer, the answer is the story of the Tower of Babel. It's, it's, a, it's a parable. It's a parable. Jesus learned this from the best of them, of course, these parables. People started building this tower all the way to heaven. The idea was if they got there, they'd see God's tricks. They'd understand what made God tick. People would harness all of their own power, and they wouldn't need God's power anymore. So the story goes, God scrambled their languages and scattered the people. They'd no longer have the wherewithal to continue building this mighty tower. They'd not be able to see into the bottom of heaven to see how God does God's stuff. And that tower became known as Babel because when they tried to talk with one another, that's all they heard. So the story goes. This is really a story about arrogance, isn't it? It's a story about human pride. It's a story about people overstepping their bounds. It's a story about people trying to usurp the power and the authority of God. It's the story of people coming up with their own answers instead of tuning their ears and their vision to things that are divine. 
When people think they have all of the answers, we're in trouble. When people think they have all of the answers and they know it all, God must shake God's head. God must throw up God's arms when we rely only upon ourselves. God made us for relationship. Relationship with God and relationship with each other. And arrogance tricks us into believing we don't need to have relationship with God. That's not essential. We can do it on our own. I don't need a team. I'm not part of a a country. I'm not a citizen that's part of the fabric of society. I'm an individual. I am a rock. I am an island. I have all the answers. And I certainly, thank you very much, I don't need God. So much for the relationship that God intends. So much for the relationship God built us for. We trick ourselves into believing we don't need it, that we have all of our answers. We affirm today, as Samantha did, that questions are good. Questions lead to conversations, and curiosity always leads to discovery. And what we often discover as we seek answers are deeper questions, more profound questions. We trust God not because we fully understand God. We trust God because God is God. We trust God precisely because we can't fully understand. Because God is bigger than us. God is higher than our thoughts. God is is more expansive than the very small part in our brains where we, we put this knowledge. God is bigger. So we trust this. We rely on this God that's bigger than us. And this trust... It leads to love, and the love leads to service. And the service leads, of course, to questions and curiosity and wonder and thanks and community. Community. Questions are good. But when we think we've arrived at the final answer, that's when perhaps we should stop and wonder just a bit. Do I have in my small brain all of God summed up somehow? Is this formula that works for me at this moment, is it, is it true for all of humanity forever and ever? Is God bigger than this? It's a good question. I don't know the answer, but it's a good question. I do know, and I think this story teaches us, that the arrogance of thinking we know it all, that's bad. That leads to trouble. The arrogance of thinking we can go it alone, that's bad. That leads to trouble too. The arrogance of believing that we don't need God, Well, you know, of all people on this earth, what a folly that is. When our answers wall us off from one another, we have to ask, are they sufficient answers? When we think we've gotten it all understood, well, my mom would say that we've gotten too big for our britches. We've lost sight of our place. And our place is not above God, and our place is not equal to God. Our place is below the majesty and the glory and the honor of God. Our place is below the angels, we read in Psalm 8. When we lose sight of our place, of each other, we've lost sight of what's holy and divine and true. And God wants to scatter that. God wants to bring that down low, this kind of self-centered, pompous, idolatrous attitude. This this text invites us to ponder what humility is 
and what trust is. But the questions we have about God are good, and we should keep exploring, and we should keep asking and keep wondering. Uh, Oscar de uh, Mejo tell, retells the story, and, and for, for him as he retells this story, it's a story for children. It's the story of Arena, a smart, curious uh, girl who loves God a lot and wants to know a lot more about God. And, and she asks her mother, Mom, I have a big toe, and, and you have a big toe, and Granddad has a big toe. Does God have a big toe? And Arena's mother says, well, ask your father. And, and Arena says, Dad, I have a big toe, and you have a big toe. You have one on each foot, and Granddad and Mom, we have big toes. Does, does God have a big toe? Arena's father says, ask your grandfather. All of us have big toes, Granddad. Does God have a big toe? And, and Arena's grandfather asks the king. And the king says, well, let's build a tower and see. We'll build a tower all the way to heaven, and I'll stand on the top of that tower, and I'll look to see if God has a big toe. God sees this happening, of course. And God says, uh, if, if everybody works on the tower, who's going to work on the fields? And who's going to, to make things in the shops? And if they use all the bricks to make the tower, who will make the homes? And what will they make the homes out of? So God was not pleased by this tower. God knew that the tower had to go, so he confused the language of the people. And the people began finding people who spoke their own languages, and they loaded up and they headed off to make new villages and new towns. And in the cart... Arena sat with her dad and her mom and her grandfather as they were being pulled along. And she asked her mom, Mom, I have a belly button. You have a belly button. Does God have a belly button? To the God who invites our questions, who welcomes our curiosity, to this God be all honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. And for more information, visit us online at www.firstpres.church. Have a great week. Have a great week.